Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Seguin. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player. I've been vegan for nine years. I've also been able to coach over 350 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to listen to today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, I want to talk and share with you guys how to become an optimized vegan. So I narrowed it down to three different categories, and then I'm going to uh, basically break them down into further points so that you have actual actionable steps that you can follow in order to optimize yourself as a vegan. So the number one thing is obviously going to be nutrition related because your nutrition needs to be dialed in. So one of the key points of the few metrics that I'm going to give you is that the food that you eat, at least 90% of what you eat needs to come from whole food plant-based sources, right? You can't be fueling yourself with junk food, vegan processed food, um, like Oreos, vegan ice cream, fake chicken, fake cheese, any of the, of this stuff, you need to be fueling yourself at least 90% from whole food plant-based options. That's going to make a huge difference in terms of the nutrient density that you're going to be bringing into your body, which is going to allow your body to have the building blocks necessary in order for you to build an amazing body and actually thrive. The second component is um, all you need to focus on is hitting your calories and your protein. Science shows that the split between your fat and carbohydrate ratio doesn't matter when you're trying to improve your body composition and when you're trying to be healthy. Naturally, if you're eating 90% whole food plant-based, you're pretty much going to be lower in fat, higher in carbohydrate, but higher in carbohydrates that are denser in um, nutrient density, which is going to be perfect. So make sure that you track your calories and your protein for the goal that you're trying to hit whether that is to become more performant, whether that is to get leaner, whether that is to bulk and put on some lean muscle mass. Those are the only two metrics that you need to focus on. As far as the third point is I need you to hit at least 40 grams of fiber per day minimum. On average, I eat around 70 to 80 grams of fiber per day. If you're new to veganism, if you're new to transitioning and eating whole food plant-based, work your way up from where you're at. I recommend that you track your, your food in an app like MyFitnessPal or Chronometer, just give you a ballpark idea of where you're at. If you're at 10, trying to go to 30, and then ease your way up every single week because the more fiber you have, the better it's going to be for your overall gut health, especially if you're focusing the metrics on eating 90% whole food plant-based. So I want you at least minimum 40 grams of fiber per day. Uh, the other component is you want to focus on diversifying your food. We don't want any, any do any of that bro bodybuilder thing where you're eating the same thing. The typical answer is like chicken, rice, broccoli, but we're vegans. We're going to do like tofu, rice, and broccoli. Um, people are always eating the same thing because it's simple to use. And, and I completely understand from a simplicity factor, but from an overall health standpoint and from overall gut health, you need to diversify your food to make sure you get a wide variety of vitamins and nutrients to make sure that you actually thrive. So diversify your sources of protein. If you like eating tofu for your protein, maybe switch it up for some tempeh, some edamame, some lentils, some beans, throw in different sources of protein to make sure you're getting that diversity, right? There's nothing wrong with eating a lot of soy. We just want to make sure that you diversify it. All right. Um, and then the last one is make sure that you drink your water. I know it's, it's redundant. You always hear it every time we, we talk about like being healthy, but here's a few reasons. Um, you need to be hydrated, right? If you're not hydrated, a lot of systems are not going to work well in your body. Secondly, um, you need to be, if you're not hydrated, you're going to be dumb. Your brain's not going to function optimally. A dehydrated brain doesn't function hundred percent of its capacity. And if you want to be smart, 
quick to answer and quick to pull data from your brain. You need to be hydrated. And one of the other parts is that drinking some water helps you detoxify your body because you are constantly surrounded by the environment of pollution through the environment, through the skincare, the air that you breathe. Um, there's toxins that are coming into your body and you need to flush them out. And peeing is one of them. So therefore you need to drink water to make sure you flush out those toxins. So you, there's no toxic buildup inside of you, which could leave you feeling sick and less than optimal. Right? So those are the main points for your nutrition that needs to be dialed in. Again, I'm just going to go over them really quickly. Make sure you're eating 90% whole food plant-based. Make sure you're hitting your protein and your calories for the goal that you're trying to accomplish. Make sure you're hitting at least minimum 40 grams of fiber per day. Make sure you're focusing on diversity and making sure you're staying hydrated, right? Now we're going to exit the realm of nutrition of what's needed for you to become an optimized vegan. Now we're going to go into your training, right? You need to train like a king or a queen. If you're listening to this, you need at least a minimum of three strength training sessions per week not less. You could do more. You can go to four. You can go to five. If you want to personally, I like the number four, uh, because at five, I kind of tend to feel a little bit more exhausted. I like to do four with some cardio sessions in there, which brings me to the second point. Once you have a baseline of at least three to four strength training sessions per week. And I mean like actual gym, I'm not talking about like home workout. I'm talking about you having access to some heavy weight where gravity is going to be um, a bitch. Basically, if you're going to curl 20 pounds, going to be 20 pounds at the bottom, going to be 20 pounds at the top. If you use a resistance band, it's not going to be 20 pounds at the bottom, but it will be 20 pounds at the top. You don't get the same form of resistance you get at the gym versus you doing a home workout with some sort of resistance band, right? Don't get me wrong. We've had members that have absolutely crushed a transformation with the resistance band, but to be fair, it's a lot faster and you see better results when you're training at the gym. So if you're not training at the gym right now, Get a freaking gym membership. It's 20 bucks, 50 bucks, a hundred bucks, depending on what gym you want to go to. Um, and it's going to make the world of a difference. All right. So once you have your strength training down, you need to do at least two sessions of cardio per week. Um, the cardio doesn't have to be running. It doesn't have to be something that you don't enjoy. I just want you to do cardiovascular exercise for a multitude of reasons. One of them, you can have the nicest abs and the nicest butt and nicest arms on the planet, but if your heart's not strong and you're, you're still going to die early, right? So it doesn't matter if you look great, if your heart's not strong, you're still going to die early and you're more at risk of getting sick in the future, right? So we need to make sure that you have a strong heart that goes along with your body, that your heart can actually keep up with what your body can do. So you want to make sure you include cardiovascular exercise. I like to say at least like two times minimum a week. Um, so whether that is running, biking, swimming, cycling, rollerblading, hiking, like Whatever it is that you enjoy, do that as your form of cardio and make sure it's uh, slightly elevated intensity uh, because you want to be able to basically work your heart properly. If you're walking, you're not training your heart, right? So you need to be able to push the boundaries with the intensity of your cardiovascular exercise. So two times a week minimum. And then the other part is get your 10K steps in every day. So many people underestimate the benefits of NEAT, which stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which basically is a category of calories that you burn per day that can account for up to 30 to potentially 40% of the calories that you burn per day, right? I hear too many people like, oh, I'm doing my strength. I'm doing my three strength training sessions. And I'm doing my two cardio, but then they just sit at their computer all day. And then at nighttime, they sit on the couch or basically inactive all day. And they're just active for that one hour to doing their workout. That is counterproductive. And it's not going to allow you to actually optimize yourself as a vegan. So you need to be able to move throughout the day, whether it's putting an alarm on your phone to go for a walk, walking the dogs in the morning, in the evening time, whatever it may be, you want to make sure you're moving throughout the day. You're not being stagnant and then only moving for one hour of your workout. It just doesn't make sense. That's not how you're going to be 
healthier and for you to actually thrive. So get those 10,000 steps in, get a tracker. I got an O-ring on my finger. I got the Garmin watch on the other one. You can use your phone, your Apple watch. There's Fitbit. There's so many cheap alternatives out there that you can use to track your steps just to make sure that you stay on track because what gets, tra what gets measured gets managed. What gets tracked gets managed. I can't remember the expression, but just make sure you track your steps. All right. The other part for the training component of getting yourself optimized as a vegan is you need to stretch. If you don't stretch, your body is going to become really tight. Your range of motion is going to be limited. So therefore you're going to be more prone to injury and you're not going to be as strong and your muscles won't look at nice. Won't look as nice. Sorry. Um, so if you just think of like training your chest, right. And you do a lot of push-ups or bench press, and you don't stretch your chest, eventually your shoulders are going to start rolling in, in the front like this. And then if they're rolling in the front like this, and you're bench pressing, you're not bringing your chest to a full range of motion. So you're only working a small part of your chest. So only that small part of your chest will be growing. You won't have a nice full chest for the men out there, right? Same thing for the ladies. If you don't have that mobility in your hips to go all the way down on your squats, you're not properly activating your glutes. So if you want to have nice, strong legs and a nice butt, you need to be able to go all the way down on your squat. And if you lack mobility because you don't stretch, then you're not going to be able to go all the way down. You're not going to train your legs properly. Your legs won't grow and look as nice as they could be, right? So you do want to make sure that you're stretching for injury prevention and for making sure that you are actually maximizing the muscle growth and you're actually becoming stronger. All right. So we covered nutrition, we covered training. Now the last part is the part that everyone hates and that every single one of you I can put my hand on the fire on this one is that you're neglecting. It's your sleep. Your sleep needs to be top notch. Listen, there's no single drug in the world that is as powerful as sleep. There's nothing that exists in the world in terms of drugs that would replace a good night of sleep. There's nothing, nothing that even comes close. All right. So when it comes to getting good quality sleep, there's a few metrics that actually matter. One of them is going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time, or at least within an hour of each other. So if you normally go to bed at 10 PM, latest you could go to bed is 11 earliest would be nine. If you always wake up at 6 AM earliest would be five latest would be seven on the weekend. Right. So you want to be consistent within one or one hour or so, because your body loves consistency. Your circadian, circadian rhythm loves consistency. The other part is, um, and what I found through personal experience as well, and through chatting through some of the team um, at Whoop and Aura, having high amounts of sugar before bedtime. So if you have some cravings, you have some vegan ice cream, whatever it may be, even if you make it fit in your calories, having higher amounts of sugar before bedtime will affect your HRV, which stands for heart rate variability, which is the metric that is associated with how recovered you are the next morning and how and your body's ability to be able to handle more stress. So the higher the HRV, the more stress your body can take on. So that can mean it's a harder bike ride, a harder session at the gym, meaning that you're more emotionally loaded to be able to take on the day versus if your HRV is lower, you might find yourself being impatient, tired, and having no energy for the gym. So having high amounts of sugar basically affects your HRV in a negative voice. So you want to keep it low sugar as much as possible. And then the other metrics for your sleep is you want to be hydrated. If you're dehydrated, it's going to drastically affect your HRV actually almost as much as sugar. So not being hydrated before you go to bed is pretty much equivalent of eating a tub of Ben and Jerry's ice cream in terms of affecting your HRV and your body's ability to handle stress in a positive way the next day. So you want to make sure you're hydrated. You want to make sure you're not eating sugar and you want to make sure you're going to bed within the same time. Personally, what I like to do, because I'm just a normal guy like you guys, like I love watching Netflix at nighttime with my girlfriend. And we set an alarm on our phones 
at 9.15 p.m. When the alarm goes off, we know it's time to shut Netflix, go upstairs and kind of get ready for bed um, and kind of start winding down. So we'll call it a reverse alarm, put an alarm on your phone. that's going to remind you like, hey, we need to basically shut down everything, right? There's extreme measures that we've used with some of our members. If you put a timer, another one's used for your Christmas light during the holiday season where it basically turns it on at a certain time and cuts off the power at a certain time plug your TV into one of those and set it so that it cuts off the power to the TV at like, whatever, for example, 9 p.m. So that when it turns off, then you can't turn it back on unless you get up and plug it from the wall. And by that point, you're already up. It's time for you to go to bed. All right. So those are the three main areas that you need to focus on and make sure your nutrition is dialed in, make sure your training is dialed in, make sure your sleep is dialed in. I promise you, if you focus on those three things, it's going to make a tremendous difference in you becoming an optimized vegan. Um, I understand that some of these steps are a little bit harder to put. A lot of these steps um, potentially require some guidance, some coaching on how to implement those, like what kind of training you're going to be doing, what types of food you're going to be doing. So if you do want help with that, this is what I do for a living. And I'm really freaking good at it. We've helped over 350 vegans in 20 different countries lose 20 pounds every single freaking time and reverse diet and add over a thousand calories to our daily food intake to maintain their new body because I was tired of people losing the weight and put it back on six months or a year after. So there's a way for us to secure your new body while increasing your food, basically speeding up your metabolism. So if you want to know how to do that, there's a link in the show notes where you can apply for coaching, simply go on the website, apply for coaching, have a little form to fill out. gives me a little bit more information that we need for our team to be able to better guide you, right? For more details, head to the link down below. So guys, I hope this episode was valuable to you. If there's any new topics that you want to hear about or from or guests that you'd love to see on the podcast, feel free to message me on Instagram. I'm always open to chatting and having conversations with amazing people. And I hope you guys have a beautiful day. And don't forget to share this podcast if you think that it was valuable and someone else would benefit from it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.